0: Cranky commentaries, as always. I'm your host, Jake Damastro, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend and co-host, Keaton Byer. Hello, Keaton.
1: Hello. How's it going?
0: Not too bad. So uh, today we're covering a, a movie called uh, Jack Black uh, commits identity fraud and
1: uh, kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what happens in this movie. It's a uh, it's uh, it's kidnapping, fraud. really adult themes in this film there's a lot Um, of shit
0: that (laughs) goes down like if this if this movie actually happened like uh dewey finn would be in jail for a really long time
1: oh yeah yeah we're doing so so if you haven't realized from what we're talking about so far from the outline that we've given is we're talking about school of rock today um and it's it's a fantastic film where Jack Black yes kidnaps a bunch of children and commits <laughs> and then later they kidnap him. Yeah, and eventually they. Well, I think he's still the he's still the. Is he the, the kidnapper situation. if
0: they show up at his house? Yeah, and, and then bring then he, him into.
1: Yeah, but he still left the house with and then got into a bus with them and then took the bus somewhere. So you know.
0: Yeah, but he. Okay. Well, the bus driver was was already driving there, well,
1: that's the thing. I think the bus driver was the bus driver's yeah.
0: definitely part a
1: party to this, yeah, yeah, the bus driver should have should have figured out what was going on yeah I've always yeah. I've always thought that that the bus driver was a little bit you know, I mean, what's her name talked him into it? Summer talked him into it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, you can't argue with summer yeah
1: she's she's hard to argue with um anyway, exactly. we're getting way. Out of our uh, element here. We're talking about School of Rock, as I said. So, uh, excellent, excellent, excellent film. We have a lot to cover uh, in this uh, d- probably two episodes. Um, I don't know why I said probably. If, it's it's definitely think, two episodes, if, considering
0: yeah, that we wrote it as two episodes. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, like as if it would turn into three somehow. Um,
0: oh, no, I don't think we have enough for the
1: yeah imagine we did three episodes of <laughs> the only two films we've done three episodes for our school of rock and uh yeah, yeah. Berlin. anyway um so for this this episode what we're gonna do is obviously the five minute summary uh and then you know just kind of the basic stuff that I thought we do i think we've like we've mentioned Jack Black in the past
0: have we actually ever
1: yeah very. I well, what? Fuck me! Like what episode is? I don't know. Maybe I think I seem to recall his name. Are we in the eighties now? Episodes? Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, I I don't know for f- I don't know if we have or if we haven't. To be honest.
1: Yeah. I I feel like we have, but I don't. I don't know. Even even if we have, it's been an extreme passing because we haven't really done any of his movies. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll talk about him just a little bit. Like we want to go in depth because you know mm-hmm. it's not about him it's about this movie but this movie is about him committing fraud so in a way it is about him um so let's start with the five minute summary shall we
0: oh god right into it all right i think this will be an easy one let me know when you're when you're ready to start counting here
1: yeah let me just get my uh my timer going (laughs) um all right are you ready yep all right three, two, one go
0: so uh jack black plays dewey finn who is kind of like a failing like a failed rock star essentially um, and uh he is playing a show at the beginning and he is uh going way too hard and he does a stage dive and passes out and we find out <laughs> that, that uh, dewey finn has basically been mooching off his roommate and doesn't pay the rent and his roommate's girlfriend is like you know hey you know maybe you should make him pay the rent and then, um, and then he gets kicked out of his band because they all hate him because he's he goes too hard. Because um, <laughs> he's constantly and, shredding. And uh, his uh, his roommate is a teacher, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess that'll become important very soon um, because uh, anyway, his roommate's like, "Okay, man, if you can't pay the rent, man, I gotta kick you out because like my girlfriend's making me do that." <laughs> and then uh so he's like oh, how am I going to get the money cuz I was kicked out of my band I can't win battle of the bands and then he 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 happens to intercept a call for his roommate who is as I said a teacher specifically a substitute teacher looking for him to go substitute at a prep school and uh <laughs> Dewey is like, prime time to commit identity fraud. (laughs) He's like, I am Mr. Ned Schneebly. I will go uh, temp or be a substitute teacher at this prep school. So he goes to this prep school and he meets all these kids and he's like, I'm just gonna fucking slack off because I don't know how to fucking teach and I'm hungover because I was drunk yesterday. (laughs) Um, And then uh, what was I gonna say? And then uh, he's basically like, uh, you know, I guess I better do something, I'm going to teach you kids how to rock because you guys know how to play music because he (laughs) saw them in music class. And then so the whole film is basically, you know, him meeting these kids, teaching them how to rock, and then he's like, and then I'm going to enter in Battle of the Bands with them as my band. And then uh, eventually this whole – he meets all the kids, you know, they they bond, and then eventually it all gets revealed that he's a fraud – and then the teachers, uh, like, you know, uh, the, sorry, the parents all like, uh, get real mad not and the, the cops show up and somehow Jack Black doesn't get arrested. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. But anyway, uh, so he's clearly, he's not coming back to finish the sub-teaching t- uh, gig. Uh, But these kids are like, well, we want to play Battle of the Bands anyway. So uh, they go and kidnap Jack Black. uh, (laughs) Put him on a... And then they go to Battle of the Bands. This is after getting into Battle of the Bands by lying about having a rare uh, terminal blood disease. (laughs) It's not important. Uh, And then they, they play Battle of the Bands, and they don't win... Because the winner of Battle of the Bands is No Vacancy, who is Jack Black's old band that kicked him out. But then he's like, you know, I'm mad about this. But then the kids convince him, you know, it's not about it's not about winning. It's about rocking. <laughs> and and meanwhile, all the uh, all the parents, you know, I've been running after their kidnapped children. <laughs> they go to the show, but then they're like, you know, we're not mad anymore because the kids rocked so hard. And so then, yeah. I, uh, it's basically, that's it. Oh yeah. And then, um, Ned, who is his roommate is like, um, I'm going to go to the show because I want to stick up for myself and also let Dewey Mooch off me. And then at the end of the movie, Dewey's like, I'm going to start an actual school of rock.
1: So yeah, that's, 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 you pretty much fucking nailed the the summary there. I think (laughs) it's like in under five minutes it's pretty straightforward especially like the kidnapping and the fact that jack black somehow didn't get arrested like
0: yeah exactly it's all about the vibe it's like yeah it's all like it's all about you know jack black just talking about the man and talking about like you know how to rock
1: no it's just like
0: it's all about the moments
1: you know exactly this movie itself is
0: is not actually that important I mean, yeah, well, the plot just carries is, the like, vibe, like, but it's it's, it's yeah, a exactly. great
1: plot. It's awesome. This movie's awesome. It's a really good film. Let's let's get into our yeah. initial thoughts for real. Like, let's talk yeah. about the actual ones. Do You want to start?
0: Yeah. So I thought it was great. Um, the the one thing that I, I will say again is about like the total illegality of all of it. Like actually, like yeah. definitely when I was a kid when I was first watching this movie, I didn't realize how fucking weird yeah. all shit was. <laughs> but like definitely, well, I was a... thinking about that the whole time. Yeah, well, it's you have like, to suspend your disbelief, and that's the that's the thing about like,
1: it. Though, like, as a kid, it's easy to do that. Like, you don't exactly. even think about it, as you say. Be
0: like, this would be cool if we rocked in school. You know what I mean?
1: That's what I know you're as a kid, it's just such a magical concept that it's like. Yeah, you know, you don't even think about that as a kid. um Yeah, and again, you're as a kid, you're too naive to even think about what the nefarious, you know. Like, why would you do that? There's no reason. You can't think of, like, you know. Yeah. Why, why would you do would that? Somebody would be scamming. Like, what's, what's, the, what's the point of doing what he's doing in, yeah, in exactly. a real-world scenario, you know?
0: You know, it's fine, you know. He just needs to make some money, right? He can just scam off his private school. Oh,
1: yeah, no problem. No problem. That's fun. That's cool. That's yeah, rock exactly. and roll. That's rock and roll.
0: <laughs> the other thing so, I would say is that, like, um... I find it really funny just like the uh uh this, the the movie definitely has like you know it's got a perspective about like what what genuine genuine rock is which I find funny Yeah
1: yeah it definitely does have like <laughs> I mean it's more like I wouldn't necessarily say the film's perspective it's like it's,
0: I think it's it's funny
1: It's Dewey's perspective perpetuated by it's a very like childish view but that's kind of the point yeah, right but he's kind of a child Exactly, like his character is very much, yeah, childish. But that's the point. Again, it's uh, it's hard to like. This is a kids' movie, right? Should we? Is that a distinction? Is it a family? Is it I distinction? don't know, I liked it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I love it. it this
1: time. I, I love this movie. For but I know like, plenty of people it,
0: as adults that like it.
1: Absolutely, but it's probably safe to say it's made. It's okay. First of all, let's before we even get into that conversation. What would you say is there a distinction between a children's movie and a family movie? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, you think there's a distinction. What's so what's an example of like one or the other? Can you think of? Like a family movie is like, you know, uh fuck, like The Sound of Music is a family movie. Yeah. Um whereas like a children's movie would be I mean it's difficult cuz these days most children's movies are now made to have like some adult yeah, some appeal yeah humor to them so yeah. it's it's kind of hard to find like exclusively children. but i'd say something like the angry birds movie like I've no adult that, so. is is going to like <laughs> fucking yeah i
0: think the thing is like like things that are like properly like you know kids movies are usually probably not that good
1: <laughs> yeah exactly like they don't really have any cinematic they're well, mostly
0: it, like, yeah, one of the reasons why you would produce a movie that's aimed exclusively at kids is basically just for money.
1: <laughs> yeah, just for money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. And like, you know. Yeah, they're the, often
0: I, based on like, you know, some kind of uh, other property. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Minions, yeah. Angry yeah. Birds. I think what's the newest? There's a I, there's what's in the popular mobile game now that they're basing a movie off of. There's a new one. Anyway, doesn't matter. We're getting off topic. Yeah, I don't know. Um, point I don't being, have we're talking about like,
0: nor am one, so I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Yeah. Um, the ultimate point here, though, is that this film is uh, definitely uh, appeals to everybody if yeah, you like. I would say so. If you yeah, like, yeah, no, I mean, there's some pretty music.
0: mature stuff in there, you know. Absolutely. I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? Doesn't that mean you're drunk?
2: No. Means I was drunk yesterday.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's it's got some stuff in there. Like the, yeah, or no, totally. like uh
1: and we don't use corporal punishment here.
2: Okay, so just verbal abuse? <laughs>
1: <laughs> God, that movie's so fucking good. Oh I know God, exactly. It's a, There's some it's an really good movie. lines in there, yeah. It's an excellent <laughs> movie. Like this is um like this is the role that Jack Black was definitely born to play in my opinion. Like this is his his iconic role. Um, yeah. Besides so wait, Kung Fu wait, Panda. Is
0: this before or after he was in Tenacious D?
1: This is you mean the band or the movie? Yeah, the band. But, but this is after. Right. He, okay, was, so he was. He's like... been in Tenacious D for like most of his. Okay. Like that's a whole other. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they were but like also popular. A great, band. <laughs> great band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Jack Black is just like he. He's one of those people that kind of transcend. Just being an actor, you know, he's a personality. Yeah. Um, but he's also a pretty good actor. Like he does some good stuff. Uh, King Kong aside, um, (laughs) that movie is rough. That movie, you haven't seen that movie? No, I've seen
0: it. It's been a long time.
1: Oh, okay. That movie is uh, uh, it's intensely difficult to watch at some points. Um, Mm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. He, this is this is kind of him in his perfect element because as you said he's the fucking you know he's the rocker tenacious d guy if anyone who's familiar with tenacious d we'll talk about them a bit but um yeah uh what do you think about the music in this movie excellent yeah like
0: like no vacancy with dewey is excellent
1: (laughs) yeah they're awesome why they fired him uh, yeah, as soon as they they changed their direction, they went for something different. As soon as they brought I don't know fucking spider and it was not. Yeah, then they brought
0: spider in. But like you know, fight. That's a great fucking song. <laughs> just, it's actually the only song you hear that he plays with. Them. Yeah,
1: that that that's true. Um, Although
0: I guess I guess they do tell him like when they fire him it's like Dewey, you're a great guitarist, but just like
1: get the, the solos. It's, the about, it's about
0: the like. I mean, to be fair, like he was. He wasn't yeah, a he bit was, over the top <laughs> It was a bit
1: over the top but it was kind of fun I mean like I feel like that's the kind of thing You should embrace If you've yeah, got a it's guy like, like if, that if, if,
0: if that guy was in your band
1: Oh yeah I understand Yeah like I mean, <laughs> he, he need, Do we needed this band That's the thing that's, that's the point of this movie is yeah, exactly. He was too big for no vacancy
0: Exactly So he, he needed some smaller people <laughs> To help him <laughs>
1: no, he Children. needed some no, he needed some more fucking like pure creative minds exactly. that were like no vacancy was fucking like those guys were hacks basically. Anyway, let's let's get into so we're gonna like let's get into some basic facts about this movie and then we can talk about some more stuff. Okay, cool. But yeah, when we talk about the pre production we'll kinda get more into this sort of thing. <laughs> Because it all kind of ties in, right? Like, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, whatnot. Um, but this film is directed by Richard Linklater, which I I forgot. I didn't actually know that until I, I – I, like, I mean, I did probably know that, but it wasn't okay, in my wait, brain until her, I
0: – Who is Richard Linklater again?
1: Uh, Dazed and Confused.
0: I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear I read his Wikipedia article before doing this episode, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. And then I somewhere, like, did completely forgot who he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, That's That's the
1: one I remember. I, there's a couple more that I, I know as well, but that's that's the big one that I recall. Yeah, um, that's true. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the interest, that movie's very much a vibe as well. So that's, yeah, I, I exactly, find that, that interesting. Like, uh both these movies are very vibe heavy. Mm-hmm. Um... And but I mean before this Richard like that movie's a little bit more of a cult film than this one. This one's a bit more of a mainstream like Yeah. Like this is a Scott Rudin produced film.
0: Yeah, Scott Rudin. Who's come Scott, on many times on this podcast. AKA the largest asshole in Hollywood.
1: Exactly. Scott the biggest fucking asshole in Hollywood, Rudin. Who that's really recently, saying something too. <laughs> yeah, I think he even recently kinda got blacklisted. Like he got blacklisted like after oh, yeah. we started talking about how he was a bit well. I don't know about blacklist. That might be too strong. I, I don't. Canceled? I don't pay attention to. Did he get canceled? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I just, I, I, just know some shit came out like, like. You, well, I feel like we, a lot of that like, shit
0: was in the air.
1: Exactly, but we we were really covering it before yeah. it like you know hit the mainstream here. We're, so you know, maybe we're on we the... brought him down. I don't know. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> no. we you, you we brought down Scott Rudin. Yeah, no, that, that was
0: all in the air.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's all his shit was out there. It just took yeah. you know some attention yeah. being paid to. You know? Um, but yeah, so he p- produced it with his production company, and it was written by a Mike White of yes. Amazing Race fame. <laughs>
0: Wait, what? Was he in the Amazing Race?
1: Yeah, he was on the Amazing Race one season with his dad. Him and his was dad that were after this
0: film or before? Oh uh, yeah, 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 time. yeah, yeah, yeah. This
1: was okay. like actually not long after. would have yeah, been I can't probably like how late two Race It's
0: been around. Uh, it I been don't been think like it late around yeah.
1: No, I don't think so, but. Yeah, it was they, an got show, yeah. <laughs> they got pretty far. Yeah, they got pretty far in it. Yeah, there's some few some few choice moments in that show, but anyway, yeah, we could go we could go down a rabbit hole of that. But my, yeah, Mike White was a contestant on it. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. he yeah, Mike the, like, White, who in who,
0: if you weren't paying attention in the film, plays the actual Ned Schneebly.
1: Yeah, he's he's Ned Schneebly. Yeah, which is his that name fits him perfectly. I don't know, exactly. but like, like look at him, like he is such a character. But yeah, so he, he actually he wrote the film and then I guess wrote himself into it mm-hmm. uh, as that as that role. Um and then obviously Jack Black and Joan Cusack, yeah. Sarah Silverman, it's such a good cast yeah, really. Like all the cast, adults like, yeah. are are really well cast.
0: Yeah. Um and and I find it interesting that like, you know, all the kids that were cast, like it seems like they were primarily cast based on their ability to play music
1: precisely. Yeah, and we'll get into except, that a bit except more later. Except
0: for a few uh exceptions, but
1: well, all the ones that played music, yeah, were the were cast because of their musical ability over there. Mm-hmm. Acting ability, which is clear at some points like Zach is not a great actor. Yeah, <laughs> he's but he's not. good
0: enough. He he, he he like he's supposed to be kind of shy, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: he's 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 fine. He does his job and then he fucking, you know, rips the fucking radical solo at the end. Yeah. So um it's awesome. It's awesome. And Lawrence, man. Oh, Lawrence. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> On the keys. So good.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, man, like, seriously, this film probably, like, was one of the reasons, like, I started playing music when I was a oh, kid. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like, yeah, for, like, music, like and yeah. I, and I think that was honestly one of the points of this movie. Like, I think I even was watching an interview where they were saying, like, you know, we just like to We like, want to excited
0: about rocking.
1: Exactly. And it was like, imagine but sticking how many, it to
0: the man. <laughs>
1: Like, I honestly wonder how many kids or how many, like, musicians in our generation would cite this movie as, like, an influence oh, yeah. for them getting into, like, yeah. playing well, I music a in a band. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, basically yeah. everyone I know who yeah. plays music is a huge fan of this movie. Yeah. Um, Because it is. It just gets you so excited about the fucking concept of rocking out. Exactly. And, like, it makes you feel like anyone can do it.
0: Like it's like, just a bunch of kids. I mean, you know, with it, in the context of the film, technically all these kids already knew how to play their instruments. Yeah, rights, but of course. But, but the point is, it's all. That's the not point the point. Is,
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> like all you have to do is know how, know what you're doing. But that aside, <laughs> anyone yeah. can rock. Anybody. Can but rock. that's the thing. It's that's just about the attitude. That's but what that's what it gives you. And it's you. like,
0: you, make like if you rock. It can make you cool, even if you're not cool.
1: Yeah, but that's also part of it, though. It's like it's the school of rock, so it's not just about like they did have to learn, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was about learning, in in a way. (laughs) Magic man, he would come to town. Yeah, but it's like you know, Um, no
0: matter who you are, you know, if you learn how to rock, you know, you can you can get past that. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
2: You know who else has a weight issue?
1: Who? Huh. Me. But
2: once I get up on stage, start doing my thing, people worship me <laughs>
1: because I'm sexy and chubby, man.
2: Why don't you on a diet?
1: Because I like to eat. <laughs> it's <such> a- <laughs>
0: God. Anyway, it's, like, it's the whole thesis
1: of the film, basically. It's spectacular. The th- the yeah. This thesis of this film is spectacular. It's a, yeah. it's an excellent film. Uh, top-notch film. We've been doing a real string of excellent movies lately. Yeah, really. Right. Um, but, yeah, so let's let's just talk about Jack Black a little bit, I guess, and then we'll get into the the yeah. production of the movie. So, as we mentioned, <laughs> Tenacious D. Um, are you familiar with them that much? Have you listened you listen to their music? Or oh, yeah, what? man. What's here? Sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> sick. Have you seen the movie? The Pick of Destiny. Yeah, I think but,
0: I've seen it one time. It it was a while ago. I can't remember much about yeah, it. But it's it, a it's, bit. Yeah,
1: it's a bit juvenile, but um,
0: wow. I mean, what do you expect?
1: Precisely, precisely. Yeah. It's one of those. And, things and you also, know Kyle what you're Gass in
0: is real good. Not just not just Jack Locke.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it really, yeah. it captures their vibe so perfectly. And that's a, exactly, that's 2006. Yeah. So that was three years after this film. I don't know if we mentioned School of Rocks 2000. Three, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I, think we've mentioned his mum before. Have we?
0: Did we? Okay. Oh, I know why we how we mentioned Jack Black before. Mars
1: Attacks. Yeah. Right. That's it. Of course. Yeah, he
0: was briefly in it.
1: He yeah. And then gets vaporized. He gets quickly vaporized, in, yeah, Yeah. in in Mars Attacks. That's right. He was great in that movie. Yeah. Um.
0: And he's like not at all like he is in most of his stuff.
1: Well that kind of goes to show again cuz yeah. he does have occasional appearances where he's like not not
0: a, well especially early in his career.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, totally. Um but yeah, so his mom was uh was a what was she an engineer is that what you'd call it? Well, a programmer? I really don't fucking know what you'd classify. It. Say that again?
0: What what did she do?
1: <laughs> well, she worked on Apollo, the Apollo yeah. program, and she worked on the Hubble program, and yeah. she basically I don't I like what she did is kind of beyond me it's it's above my pay grade like okay but she worked on specific systems that you know helped with the apollo and hubble program specifically the code she wrote or some program she wrote i really don't understand again it's above my pay grade but helped bring apollo 13 home oh cool so that's that's kind of cool. I can hear you typing. So you're looking it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, but let's uh, not get. Oh, and apparently on the uh, Minuteman nuclear missile guidance system as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to mention that because that's a little more fucking. <laughs> yeah. But dicey, but you know.
0: <laughs> it, it also happened.
1: Also uh, happened. Oh, Less she has, cool, she has
0: her own Wikipedia article.
1: Yeah, you know she's a she's a real fucking yeah. significant um, okay, yeah. figure. Um, But yeah, we won't get bogged down talking about her too much. Yeah, um, or,
0: or just space in general, because I think we have yeah. a tendency to do that.
1: <laughs> we do have a tendency to do that, yeah.
0: But yeah, um, look her up. Uh, Judith Love Cohen.
1: Yeah, Judith Love Cohen. And a couple of his, or one of his brothers is also like a scientist in some regard as well. Yeah, um,
0: Apparently, Neil, Neil Siegel.
1: There you go. Um,
0: wait, wait, is Jack Black's not, is his name not actually Jack Black? Oh, he's the half-brother of Jack Black. That's why they don't have the same name.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, his his parents divorced when he was like ten or something like that. But yeah, he acted a bit as a kid. Like I think he was on a few a few things, Uh, nothing major. But then you know he got into it more as an adult. He did a bunch of TV roles. He was on the X Files.
0: (laughs) Yeah, by the way, which is a great episode. Yeah, check it out. The episode is called DPO, and basically, it also has the basically the main guy in it is like Giovanni Ribisi. do uh, you know Giovanni Rubisi? I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um anyway, so he gets struck by lightning and then he gets like the power to like control like electricity.
1: Yeah, I mean he, that's a great And Jack
0: Black is like his like fucking stoner friend.
1: That's hilarious. I mean that's a perfect that's a good yeah, duo. Exactly. Like I mean that's he's a good character actor for that. that. Exactly. Giovanni Rubisi is a good character actor for that role. Exactly. Um,
0: But, yeah, they're kind of, like, fucking losers who, like, spend all their day at the arcade, and then, like, he gets, like, this power. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is a good episode. That's a great Um, episode. But, yeah, so, you know, he starts his acting career off. You know, he's doing a little, some roles. He gets some TV, uh, movie roles, as we mentioned. He did a a, a fucking Mars Attacks. I think he really, uh, he moved, well, First, he moves in next to uh, Mike White, who we mentioned. I also
0: want to mention he was in Demolition Man. <laughs> yes, he was in Demolition uh, Man. He was like yes. in there for like
1: ten seconds. Yes, yes, yeah. He again, he he's actually he appeared in a lot of movies like yeah, that kind as, of like movies. really small roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was a, a uh, I think he was he's an interesting a character. Exactly. He's, he's got and a look, I'm sure. You know? I'm sure he had an audition style too. You know, like I'm sure yeah. he like if you see him exactly that's what i mean like i feel like these kind of like niche directors were like we got to get a role put that guy somewhere you know exactly yeah um he's got i mean that that might just be me projecting but you know well i would cast him exactly exactly um but yeah, so he moves in next to Mike White, which I find yeah. hilarious, as you black say. And white, Mike yeah. black and white. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and the fact that they even worked together at all is just amazing. Yeah. Um they t- t- I feel like I was like when I was looking at that when I when I first noticed that, which was obviously pretty quickly, but when you notice that, I feel like I remembered a similar thing where there were people named Black like, and White who Yeah. Who oh, like right. formed a company together and they called it like gray, and I'm trying to remember if that was like a real thing or if that was in a movie,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I have no idea i mean for uh, if if your name was black and white and you formed a company called Gray, who knows yeah, like, why yeah, I mean you do that?
1: I mean, it makes sense, it makes sense, but anyway, um if you know if that's from a movie and you recognize that let, let us know go. or
0: if you know about the actual situation,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I it's just in my brain for some reason um. But yeah, so he moved in into Mike White, and then he, you know, his career started taking off a little bit. You know, he got that role in High Fidelity, which was kind of his breakout role. Yeah, definitely. Um, which really showcases what he has to offer. You know, he, um, he especially, you know, he does that that song at the end too
0: yeah Um, i mean i remember when i first watched high fidelity i was like already familiar with jack black and i was like oh yeah jack black's in this movie six then i watched and i was like why is jack black not in more of this movie
1: yeah exactly like why is he not a bigger part of this movie and then you really like when you see it in context of his career it's really interesting just because it's like i think for a lot of people it was the first time people were like whoa who's this guy
0: yeah exactly
1: but yeah that was it was uh that was a big role for him and i think um he started to do more stuff. Meanwhile, you got Mike White, all right? Yeah. He had a he was Ned. a TV Ned. Ned Schneeble. yeah. <laughs> <Schneebley> actually. <laughs> Schneeble, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um.
1: So he was like a TV writer. He had written for Dawson's Creek, um, mm-hmm. and other stuff. And then he kind of got into like uh, t- uh movie writing. He wrote previously. He wrote a role for Jack Black something called orange county it was a movie or i don't, I don't think it, maybe it was the show Or oc yeah. maybe he wrote for the oc i, I don't i'm not 100 sure point being you know he had he had jack black in mind yeah in his writing well the, they
0: lived next to each other exactly and they were <laughs>
1: they were friends too so like they, they hung out and like you know because yeah. he clearly like when watching interviews with bike white he knew jack black at that time, like, well, he yeah. character. his character. So, I mean, we'll
0: get into this in a bit, From but from what I understand, like, the entire idea was conceived with Jack Black in mind for this film. Precisely, precisely, yeah. yeah. It, there was no, like, nobody else was considered.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so, I don't really know how Mike White got into, f- like, filmmaking, and I don't exactly know how he got, like, this, like, role, because... Yeah, cuz I don't really yeah. talk about it in anything I read or watched. Like mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, yeah, and then I, you know, I wrote this script. So he must have had either an in with Scott Rudin. Yeah, an in with some production company or Scott Rudin like he, or, you know, enough clout from his screenwriting. or maybe he just screwed over the
0: door and uh, Scott Rudin was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like
1: yeah. <laughs> point being is like it was yeah. it was there was no question really that he was going to get to make this movie, it Mm -hmm. seemed. Because, you know, as you say, the idea just formed. He like he saw Jack Black and he was like, you know what'd be fucking funny? Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Fucking Jack Black with a bunch of kids as his backup band.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So they didn't even like originally they hadn't even figured out like the situation that it would be in, like that he would be a substitute teacher. Like they had to contrive that. Like I think the initial idea was just like, you know, hey I want to have Jack Black on stage with a bunch of kids. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, how do we make that happen? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So I was watching this interview with Mike White that I thought he really summed up, like, kind of exactly like what we were kind of talking about earlier, like how this movie's like, it's the role that Jack Black was born to play, and that's not by accident, right? It's like this movie was written for him, Um, and it was written to like, you know, show what he had to offer you know like as an mm-hmm. actor and as a person so it's 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 it is deeper than just you know a role that he landed it's uh his a, a friend of his able to and this is a quote from him he said um that nobody uh had captured what jack had to offer or quote capitalized on his brand of charm or charisma which i thought was an interesting quote because it's like yeah yeah exactly this is exactly what this this movie is this is movie <laughs> is distilled jack black charm and charisma exactly um and i know we're hammering that point over and over again but, but that's like what it is man it's it that's the essence of this movie <laughs> it really can't be summed up any better than than that really yeah um but yeah so Basically, do you want to read this interaction that Jack Black said about? Yeah,
0: so basically, based like about like when the uh, initial idea was pitched to Jack Black, it was just like Mike White just mentioned him. Basically, he said like, "Hey, I'm thinking about a movie for you where you'd be a substitute teacher and a frustrated rocker, a failed musician, kind of searching for your niche in the world of rock, and you end up teaching these kids your magical music."
1: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, he was super into it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, obviously, because like, you know that that's, that's him, sick. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then the idea of you know like, a bunch of kids as a backing musician is hilarious. Um, so apparently, Mike White like kind of got the idea from a Canadian project called the Langley School Project mm-hmm. uh, from the 70s. Have you ever heard of it?
0: No, I have not.
1: It's 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 this weird thing. It's like this this LP from this. Two LPs, I think, from 1976 and 77. The 77 one is more popular. Okay. But basically what it is is this one music teacher in B.C., British Columbia, in the 1970s. He kind of organized a bunch of schools together yeah. to record in a gymnasium a bunch of like pop songs. Okay. So it was kind of just like a school project, but they, like, turned it into an LP. Okay. So it, it was a bunch of kids with musical background, like, playing and singing and doing these uh, whole arrangements. Yeah. And they covered, like, a bunch of pop songs from the prior 20 years. Like, it, it was, and it was, like, critically really successful at the time. It wasn't very, like, commercially successful because it's kind of a weird idea. I mean, it's like yeah. the pre... What's it called? Pop kids or whatever.
0: Kids pop. Kids bop. Kids bop. What whatever. It yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like the, the, the proto kids bop, basically, yeah. but I think in a lot of ways, um better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 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 actually pretty like the arrangements are are are, are really uh, good. I, I mean I the I arrangements haven't checked are checked
0: it out, yeah. I'll have to Yeah, I'll you
1: to you should check it yeah. out. Um but it got rediscovered in two thousand one, just before this film was made. Mm -hmm. And it got kind of re-released by Bar None Records Mm -hmm. and became sort of a cult hit. So people like, you know, famous people started talking about it. Obviously, uh, Mike White heard it. Mm -hmm. Neil Gaiman, like, there was a quote from him about it. He said it was haunting. Um, There was a cover of Space Oddity uh, that David Bowie said. This is a quote from David Bowie. He said, it was a piece of art that I couldn't have conceived of and he described the vocals as earnest if lugubrious and the backing what is, arrangement What
0: does lugubrious even mean?
1: Let's get the exact definition of lugubrious here because that's a great word. I want the
0: exaggerated or affectedly mournful.
1: Great word. Mournful, dismal, gloomy, especially to an exaggerated or ludicrous degree. So yeah, And he he described, David Bowie described the backing arrangement as astounding. So clearly quite well done. But yeah, White heard it and was like, this is, you know, that combined with Jack, he's like, you know, this could be a thing. This could be a thing. So he wrote a script. And obviously, as we mentioned, Scott Rudin's involved somehow. It's going to be a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But so he shows the script to Jack Black um, to, like, look over and give him his notes. Yeah. And apparently, Jack Black was a hundred percent focused on like the like rock and roll references and were, like yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you should like reference this here or like I don't know about this one here, just like stuff like yeah. that. It's got to be authentic, man. Exactly, which I I thought I thought oh, was that's funny, but cool, but yeah, but yeah I wonder if he, he like
0: picked like the videos that they show where they show like Hendrix and shit. Like uh, and,
1: I bet he uh, did. I yeah. I bet he did. Yeah. Like. I think he was really involved in a lot of that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, so then Richard Linklater gets involved. Um, Jack Black talked about him a lot, saying, like, he really liked and fees, which makes sense.
0: Yeah, makes sense. <laughs>
1: um, and, like, he thought he was... He thought he was really good at, like, capturing a vibe, which we were talking about. Jack mm-hmm. Black mentioned that same kind of um, idea. And he was also talking about how he kind of thought he got the vibe that for Richard Linklater, this film was kind of a chance for him to prove that he could make a big budget film. Mm-hmm. Just like, look, I can do it. It's no problem. Like, easy peasy. I can do these kind of, you know, lower budget films, artistic films, but then I can also handle this as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know how true that is. That was just, you know, Jack Black's interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. It seems a plan from the start... Was for the kids to play the instruments because I was yeah. kind of because as we mentioned that was important, right?
0: Yeah. So I I was actually trying to figure out like you know were they actually playing the instruments on set, and I think it varies depending on the scene, but like like yeah. their fingers are definitely matching up with what they're playing.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 They they paid a lot of attention to to the music's Super important. Yeah. Exactly. Which is 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 why you know this movie. Inspires you as a musician, then going back, yeah, it's just still good because it all holds up. But yeah, yeah, they actually play the instruments and they play it on set. So yeah. obviously, then the top priority is casting the musicians. Yeah, and um, so
0: like it seems like they were like primarily cast for their musical ability rather than their acting ability. Although there are, uh, you know, I don't think any of the performances are particularly bad.
1: <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Again, Zach is the worst. For sure, but yeah, but but also as you mentioned, the kind of placement, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it kind of it kind of yeah. evens out. Yeah. According to Richard Linklater, they started with a a pool of ten thousand applicants, mm-hmm. which is insane to think yeah. of.
0: Um, that might be an exaggeration, but who knows?
1: Yeah, it might be. He said he saw hundreds of them audition. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a uh, there's an interview with the the, the character who played Freddie. He like yeah. it's interesting because he's R.I.P. by a, the way. Freddie the actor yeah oh wow I didn't know that
0: yeah it's uh, very sad uh, that is very a sad couple years ago actually uh he got hit by a
1: he got hit by a car uh, while riding a bike that's extremely sad, yeah, it's Holy extremely sad yeah. rest in peace wow yeah he had been drumming he was obviously a good drummer fucking he'd been doing it for years um I don't know how he got the audition but Zach The actor was saying he got the... I'm just calling them by their characters' names, by the way, just to avoid confusion here, because, frankly, it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah. Although, I notice you you actually named Miranda Cosgrove here as opposed to the (laughs) character.
1: Well, she's uh, she's the exception. Yeah, okay. Because, you know, she was named to Forbes Top 30 Under 30 in, like, whenever... What year? I don't yeah. know, whatever the fuck that is.
0: I, I think is she still under thirty?
1: I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. Who knows? I don't she was in iCarly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, popped off from there. she had a she's totally twenty eight, there you go. She's, she's still a real yeah. Career, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she was she was summer if if yeah, she was yeah. summer, she was also uh in a lot of other stuff. And you could tell she's exactly like that at the time. Like interviews with the kid. Yeah. Her as a kid. Yeah. Are just basically it's exactly like that. You know? And and she's so exactly. also
0: she doesn't play any music in the movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. Except for so, that
0: one bit where she sings. Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: but that's like Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Band <laughs> manager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh <laughs> um, oh yeah, then the, yeah, there was
0: that bit about the, the groupies that was really weird.
1: Oh yeah, that was really weird. Yeah. I don't uh, yeah, I I feel like I kinda What was that exactly? Yeah. Well like he was out. like,
0: Oh, um you three, you're the groupies. You're a really important oh, yeah.
1: part. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was also pretty adult.
1: Yeah, I mean the way he... I feel like I don't remember. Was the was it phrased delicately or was it creepy? What do you mean?
0: I don't know like com- I don't I don't exactly across? know how you would describe that, but but basically later summers like I researched groupies on the internet. <laughs> 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 right, that's like, right, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So it is it is
1: kind of it it works as like a plot point. It's not just yeah. right. But
0: then he like the other two that he said were gonna be groupies continue to do that, I guess.
1: Yeah, but they take on more of like a they make merch <laughs> Yeah, exactly And, like do yeah. that sort of thing and yeah. They take on yeah. that sort of role. But yeah, it is kinda weird, but Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so then you have uh, Zach's actor. He got the addition, he said through a music camp. So mm-hmm. um then the guy who is the music director, we'll talk a lot more about music next week. Um mm-hmm. because obviously it's super important and it's part of the production. Um, but the guy who was doing the music direction was saying that the guy who played zach they didn't say his name i think because he was a kid at the time in his interview um but they're saying his dad was um like a working musician oh yeah so he had uh, a lot of experience and he had a lot of experience playing like the type of music that they played in this movie yeah. like the, yeah, that that yeah. type of like I, what did he call it he called it like chicago blues style guitar okay yeah playing um he said yeah so he already had a bunch of experience like in that sort of thing mm-hmm. so clearly he was i think the front runner from the start because he is yeah. very very good at it yeah apparently lawrence was a classical musician yeah it shows. um yeah well the, the interview with him was hilarious he said oh it was fun to learn rock music <laughs> he sounded yeah. exactly oh, I thought like that, lawrence. there was
0: that one scene in the movie where he gives him like the yes cd Oh yeah. And he's like listen to that keyboard solo on roundabout, you know, it'll pull that classical music out of the water so like it was like a <laughs> because like, you know, clearly yes is very influenced by music. Very. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but anyway. I mean
1: I mean yeah, they we they couldn't get into that. It's too elevated for like I think they did a good job of not getting musical snobbery into it, you know.
0: There was a really weird joke in the movie, that's not necessarily about musical snobbery, but like, uh, there was the joke about Picasso's guitars.
1: Oh, that was a, yeah. You made an excellent point to me about that. You got to bring that up.
0: Yeah, so I'm bringing that up. I'll bring that up right now. Uh, basically, <laughs> it's like, so this is kind of like, I think this joke works on a lot of different levels. So it's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, was I it think a lot of people do know about Picasso. <laughs> I think it was probably intentional because, like, yeah, like I, I think, like. A lot of people who, like, really know Picasso probably know about his guitars. Right? Yeah, right <laughs> Which is yeah. an actual thing that he did. Was to yeah. make these art pieces, like, of guitars, right? And, um... Yeah. So it's like, would you ask Picasso to sell one of his guitars? And presumably, presumably he sold quite a few of them. Is <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's true. There is a lot of levels to this joke.
0: Yeah, so it's like... Maybe you should sell one of your guitars or something.
1: What? Would you tell Picasso to sell his guitars?
0: <laughs> and it's like, yeah. So presumably, yes, Picasso would be selling his guitars. But also, if you didn't know that, you might just think, oh, obviously Picasso's an artist; he didn't play guitar.
1: I think, yeah. and I think the point is that it it makes sense, but also I don't think Dewey's supposed to know that.
0: Exa- I don't think Dewey knows that. Is the point is that Picasso yeah, actually yeah, yeah. did make or or make yeah, guitars? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who it's, knows what it's supposed it, to be? But regardless, I thought it's a it was a joke, joke that required like a little bit of like. Thinking.
1: That is a great joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So basically, everybody loved working with Jack Black, specifically mm-hmm. like the kids, because obviously I had to work with him a lot. Um, I think he knew how to work with them. He said they acted just like a kid, he acted just like a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, <laughs> the more perceptive of the kids, meaning Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah. Um, knew that Jack had done she she called them adult movies <laughs> <laughs> and he, um and she was like so I know he's like you know done adult movies with like swearing and stuff so she knew he was like holding back mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious yeah um but yeah basically we'll get into all this more next week cuz that's more production stuff like this was pre-production like getting yeah. the you know everyone together um. Obviously, prior to filming, they did an um, an obscene amount of rehearsing.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Because they basically put a band of children together, and now they need to make it act like they need to make them play. Yeah. <laughs> and so they do you did. Know if
0: they recorded like the songs for the movie before the mo- before they did the filming or after.
1: Yeah. Before. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was before. Yeah. Because they 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 would need to play them to track to the. Yeah. Okay. To the film
0: yeah Uh, we'll talk more about that
1: next week yeah next week next week but yeah so that's that's kind of the pre-production but we can we can move on from here on to our next segment which is uh a little bit about how they shot it
0: all right let's talk about how they shot it all right all right keaton first off do you think this was film or digital
1: Oh, right on the cusp, years. This is when it's the hardest to tell, right? So, I'm gonna say film.
0: And you'd be exactly right.
1: Yeah, right. A little too early, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, basically, once again, uh, <laughs> those of you who are not familiar, basically the first movie that like was all digital was uh, Attack of the Clones. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that it, was it, it, any movie w- before 2002. Any movie before two thousand two is almost definitely on film.
1: Right, and this is two thousand three, so it's right on the cusp. Yeah. But it, it
0: kind of is. But it was like you're probably not that popular to do stuff on digital. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like, I would say that any any movie after twenty ten, generally you can kind of assume right right was probably shot on digital. Although you can never be you, you never none you're not necessarily sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when it gets really hard to tell because some people choose to do it for strange reasons (laughs) yeah um not to do it for other reasons exactly
0: so yeah you never know why somebody does something some way or the other but uh what was I gonna say so uh the director of photography was rogier stoffers uh i don't know who that is
1: what what else has he done uh
0: not a lot that you would know
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it makes sense that I don't know him then.
0: Uh, and...
1: He's done Quills, John Q, Disturbia. <laughs> Interesting. He's done a lot of television. Or not a lot of television, no. Yeah, very little I've heard of. Exactly.
0: Where'd they uh, get this guy? I don't know. But that's not who I'm going to talk about. Uh, okay. the, first a- um, the first AC was uh, Edwin Efrain... Listen Edward here as F3. first assistant photographer, which is an odd, uh, odd way of phrasing it, but I guess that's also mm. a way to say it. But um, okay, okay. But uh, what I want to talk about is the intro to the movie.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And how how it.
0: this is a sneakily like you know highbrow intro.
1: Yeah. Okay. You All know right.
0: this, the intro to this movie is basically Birdman. <laughs>
1: no you're right but like yeah there's yeah like, the whole, like, like long
0: i i checked it was like a minute and 10 seconds before there's a single cut
1: yeah yeah it, the it, super it, long intro
0: if you include the um because there's if you include the beginning where they have the dreamworks is it dreamworks logo um i don't I can't remember, remember but, but the the intro uh where they have the logo of the production. paramount 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 the paramount logo Um, if you include that because it it does a fade it's not quite a cut that's a minute 30 seconds before there's a visible cut
1: that's awesome and so they do the
0: credits like they do the credits by having like if you've probably seen the intro but like yeah all the names are actual like pieces on set
1: yeah i love it it's so good like the fit the intro is, the f- which is, there's. This is where a real great piece of trivia from this movie comes from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go for it. <laughs> is that yeah? So this film is called, as you'll see in all the documentation, this is co- film is called School of Rock. Yes. However, in the in the opening sequence, you will see that the the title of the film it is called The School of Rock. Yes. Uh, this the reason for this is because they uh they had ordered the neon sign yes um based off of a working title <laughs>
0: exactly and you and can't later... just go back and reshoot that scene cuz exactly. that that was actually a really complicated scene
1: yeah exactly exactly and it's like so... first of all
0: you'd have to get a new neon sign which i assume is not cheap
1: and then yeah yeah and, and then I'm...
0: you'd have to reshoot that entire scene which includes a ton of extras actually because they go right into the like like Anybody who's seen Goodfellas, they know the, the, uh, intro, uh, yeah. sorry, not the intro to that movie, but the, the scene with the cup of cabana. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically that <laughs> it's like they basically, go through yeah, the they stuff into the club and then they go into the room where everybody is without any cuts. Right.
1: Yeah. It's an excellent scene. Such a good scene. And um,
0: so, but let me tell you about who did that. Okay. So to get that shot done, they brought in absolute steady cam legend, Jim McConkie.
1: Okay, who's that?
0: So Jim McConkey and his brother, actually, are both legends of Steady Can. Larry McConkie, who is Jim's brother, actually shot the Goodfellas scene. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, amazing. So um what you Jim has worked uh with directors like Kubrick and um uh also he worked on uh, Life Aquatic with uh, Wes Anderson. Oh my uh, god. He did which like just the Steady Can work on that movie like yeah
1: uh holy smokes so they really fucking pulled in all the stops for this intro don't no yeah so like uh,
0: jim mcconkey uh and jim and larry now uh they've done a lot of work more recently on uh the marvelous miss Maisel, which has oh yeah, yeah excellent yeah. steady cam work in it in that yeah in i've that
1: seen a bit of that show i've not i've not seen like full episodes but i've seen a few clips from yeah. it yeah
0: there's some excellent steady cam stuff in that in that. But yeah, so Jim Jim and Larry are absolute like fucking legends of the industry. Wow, uh, so
1: they got they got some true legends to come in and Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Um That's how you make a good fucking film, you know? Exactly. Get your get true legends to come in and do their work. Yeah, and I, I like it,
0: it, it. This it reminded me so much of that Goodfellas scene, and it's interesting that his brother actually shot the Goodfellas. D-
1: scene. So, you, I, were you like that looks a lot like the Goodfellas scene? Then you looked it up and you're like, "Fucking!"
0: It's Jim, yeah, it's Jim Larry's brother. He shot that that's, scene. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I love it. I love it.
1: So, is there anything else for how they shot it?
0: Uh, no, that's basically it. I just wanted to talk about that intro. Uh, that is and, oh amazing. yeah, and there's some yeah. other good state camera work in the movie aside from that intro that's just the most like uh obvious uh, yeah use well of there's it. a
1: lot of real good like basically concert footage
0: <laughs> yeah that too but also just like there's a lot of stuff just in the classroom <laughs> like is is steady cam stuff
1: yeah i I'll have yeah. to pay attention watch it again and pay t- more attention to the camera work it wasn't like you know there's so much other well, stuff yeah, in this it's like that there's that so it still that falls to the, the way you don't side
0: really pay attention to the camera but i i I like how in this movie it was done like subtly but also really yeah. like sneakily like really good <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly really like i think that's kind of what elevates this film as well stuff like that
0: yeah and yeah that intro just like it's up there man it's really good
1: yeah and the like yeah the do they is the first cut when he does the jump the no
0: it's before that
1: before that okay
0: so it's 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 while he's on stage they just cut to a different angle i don't know why they did it but they did there's just time maybe yeah who knows uh but yeah, all right. Sick. So the, yeah, they're actually playing the song, like like while he's doing the intro. Oh, and
1: so that 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 was like a live performance.
0: Well, yeah, because like he comes in while they're doing the, like while they're playing.
1: Right, right, right. Well, and I he, mean, they could have sound edited that. It's well, presumably
0: really... it was cut to the track. Like they probably like he had the presumably, they were listening to it on set. So he you knew right, when, uh, when his uh, cues were,
1: right? Right, right, right. I see what you're saying.
0: But that, yeah, that's awesome. how they shot it. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Film and Jim.
1: Yeah. yeah. Film and Jim. Film and Steadicam magic legend. Exactly. Um. So yeah. So that's that's how they shot it. We got uh one more section for you before we close her off for next week. Oh yeah, week. This, and this is a good I one. This is a good one. The uh, the uh, you know, longtime listeners will know exactly what we're talking about.
0: Um, we're talking about... The... Alright, we're talking about 60 degrees of Star Trek right here. You know the drill. Fuck <laughs> it's yeah. all about finding connections between this film and Star Trek. You know. Was
1: Mike White an alien?
0: Uh, no. Not that I could not that I could figure out.
1: He looks like one, so you never know.
0: But, Keaton, did you notice any right off the bat watching this movie? Direct connections.
1: I mean, a couple, yeah, I think so. A
0: couple? More than one? Really?
1: Or, well, one specifically, but... Okay,
0: well, we'll talk I, about that later.
1: Later, but, okay.
0: Well, like, we'll leave that one for the last. Okay. But just just so you know anybody who's really familiar with Star Trek, you know they might have noticed one, <laughs> okay, which I will get to, but let's start with a two step here, okay, and that would be with uh Jack Black, okay, so Jack Black was in the two thousand eleven Muppets movie,
1: <laughs> okay.
0: With Whoopi Goldberg.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyone who knows, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg fucking T-GOT. Guinan Whoopi.
0: on uh, TNG. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or E. Got I don't know why I said T-GOT. She is Got yeah. EGOT.
0: E-Double. E yeah. t- does she have two Tony's? Is that why it's T-GOT? <laughs> it might be. It might be, yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, but that would make it a T-GOT. So that's sure. the that's connection right there. Two-step. Easy. Say? Okay, another two step. Let's go through Joan Cusack. Okay. Um. All right. This is a movie that keeps coming up. Chicken what Little. Two thousand. Oh, I fucking love that movie.
1: movie. <laughs> fucking love that movie. So Zach Joan Brad. Cusack
0: was in that movie, obviously, and so was Patrick Stewart, obviously. What anyways. a good movie that is. She and uh, Captain Picard on TNG, as as we all know. Okay, now let's get to the direct connection, because this is... <laughs> you should just know this, and it's Sarah Silverman.
1: Fuck yeah, baby, she's... Star uh,
0: Trek she's... Voyager! Yeah! <laughs> two episodes!
1: She... Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the one where they all go back in time.
1: Future's and End, I believe it's called. Yes,
0: Future's End, I believe part one and two. Um, yeah. And yeah, so... Uh, you know... uh, Tom Paris going back in time, uh, hanging out with Sarah Silverman. You know, (laughs) God, I
1: love it. I love it.
0: Yeah, and then she's also, and that was that was the one direct connection that I thought of. Did you see one that I didn't met? No, that's the one I was
1: thinking of. I just I I I thought there might have been more. So
0: I could not find any, but yeah, yeah, direct ones. But yeah,
1: that's a that's a great one. I mean, anything to Voyager's a a top notch one. Exactly, and also because it's somebody
0: who, like you know, you don't think might necessarily be in Star Trek.
1: Yeah, you really don't expect her to make a Star Trek appearance. Like, she really surprised. Yeah, she does. And apparently, they even like considered her for like a regular role.
0: Really? Well, if what they brought, they would have brought her back to the future.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't know if it was yeah, I don't know if it was the, as that like that character or if this was like after or before like Right. I should look into that. I was that. Just reading that that yeah. they considered her for a regular role. Yeah. Which would have been hilarious, but Yeah. Could have <laughs> elevated it. <could've laughs> Maybe she didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, who knows. But yeah. All right is that so those are our that's are that's the three, three connections yeah
0: i could go that's for a, more but you know i don't want to take all your time here
1: yeah well, and i mean this movie is in that era where there are probably so many and it's like a big yeah. film yeah. that there's probably like a, a ton of connections i
0: think i think the 90s is the best era for star trek connections yeah yeah
1: just because of like the the number the of most...
0: different star treks that were around well yeah of course and, of like course. just the people who were on it tended to do other things right because yeah, it's like you know i feel like in the ni- if you were like a big actor in the 90s like you know you might have been on star trek
1: yeah exactly you like i'm made thinking appearance. like
0: or, or not not necessarily a big actor but like you know an big actor who's, who's around you know what i mean like i'm someone thinking, who's like, a
1: working actor the salt of the earth. like
0: jason alexander on uh, star trek Voyager.
1: Yeah, and also uh, Sarah speaking of which Sarah Silverman was also on Seinfeld, so you know Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Girls over there. Yeah.
0: But yeah.
1: Um but yeah, okay, there you go. That's um I guess that's our first episode on the school, the school of rock.
0: School of rock. No, it's school of rock. Yeah, on right. school of rock,
1: my mistake. Yeah.
0: But uh yeah, classic, classic movie. Check it out. Uh I don't yeah, think really we're good really movie. ruining anything for you. I don't think there's any like twists or like. No, even if no, you know it's... the plot of this movie, just watch the movie anyway. It'll be funny.
1: Yeah, exactly. This movie just kinda is one of those films that is what it is. You could you could know everything that happens and it still is is good. The rewatchability on this film is Oh, it's it's excellent. enormous. Yeah. Enormous. And excellent music. We'll talk about the music so much more next week. We'll talk about like how they recorded it and the uh, more yeah. details about the, the musicians and 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 the production and all that jazz and you know all the fun stuff. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh let me see. Maybe I can find out if we have any shoutouts. That's oh well, I, I, I got could it. do uh, no we don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing at all. Alright. Uh we'll oh, see y'all go. next week.
1: Peace be with you. Aw, yeah, fuck yeah.
2: To memorise your life